Hi, I'm Neil, and we're back. Hi, and I'm Libby. Hi, Libby. So your favorite episode of 103 uh, or so we've done is number 10. 10. So, so you, you want to be, be a model. model. Like, it's my favorite thing ever. Because, I, I mean, I get a lot of emails and messages because people know that I know you. And this is before the podcast. I mean, it's before a lot of things. And they're like, hi, Libby. Uh, no, you haven't seen each other since, like, fourth grade. Um... But I live in Waco now, and my adult, I have two girls, and they're really cute and adorable, and they want to get into modeling. And can you, you ask your ask friend? Neil? <sighs> sure. And so, sorry to anybody I've told this to, because I lied to you. Yes, you did. <laughs> She's so lied. Because I ain't seen y'all kid uh, pictures, uh, and I don't sorry. want to. <laughs> I'm like, here's the number to Paige Park's line. You can call mm-hmm, her mm-hmm, School mm-hmm, of Modeling. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm pretty sure if you had a Naomi Campbell in your hands or a Carly Kloss, y'all would have figured this out already. Uh, the world will find them not to worry. Thank you very much. Neil's so, you know, best Episode number 10, so you want to be born. a model. We still and talk it, about it And on as here. I say, every time when we talk about episode 10, like, stop this podcast and, and play go it. Listen. Go, it go listen. It is really I'm funny. I'm going to listen to it on the way to my lunch meeting because it's my okay. favorite thing. It puts it's, me in the best mood because it's hilarious. It is hysterical. Pardon my French. But let me tell you, it's sort of the same thing in real estate. <laughs> Right. So people ask me, so can I have lunch with you? Because I want to talk to you about real estate. I'm thinking about getting my license. And you know you know how bitter I am about everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And I just say, well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your the short answer. Don't. Um, and these three guys, I mean, how often do you guys, your friends or family say, so I want to get my real estate license. It's, it looks like it's such a great business. Well, it looks so easy. In, it's like, okay, you take a couple of classes and you take a couple of exams and you get to like be in houses all day. Like, they're like, I love it when people say something like this. Also, it happens like in a couple other industries I've been part of, but they're like, I love looking at houses all day long on our, I should be in real estate. It's like, well, yeah, because everybody uh-huh. thinks a real estate, every real estate agent drives a Mercedes and oh, for sure. has a wardrobe of Gucci loafers. For sure, for and sure. The way and just it is. to be very clear, you all are full time real estate professionals. Oh yeah, like morning, noon, and night, seven days a week. You yep. have to be mm-hmm. available all the time, all the time. And also something to note, and then we can go into like, so you want to be a realtor? <laughs> um, is y'all do a lot of work for free? A lot. Because if I say, Brian, we're looking for a house and like, we don't necessarily have any plans to move. But we're like, let's just see what's out there. And you spend a month showing us this house and that house and this house and that house. I love the client that has no idea where they want to live. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. Spring or Katie. Just or, yeah. show me some things. And then like a month later, we're like, actually, we're not like, but you've spent thank hours. You. Yeah. Thank you for my, thank you for your time is one of the, I hate to hear mm. that. Because you always know what's coming next. Well, Neil knows that we love working for free. I mean, <laughs> oh, I yeah, love we just working love it. for free. It's my favorite But you know what? And for real estate agents, until you leave the closing table, you're you a volunteer. A dollar. Right. The, a you volunteer. ain't closing. You ain't getting paid. That's just no. that oh. basic, right? How long, so. how long does a typical transaction take? Like good a, question. Like a good, like what's a good amount of time you could spend with someone for let's say like a $750,000 house like what makes sense in y'all's mind like <clears throat> you know what I'm saying like well I think we've all gotten to the point where our our clients are pretty savvy they're educated they know where they want to live so do you also and they've choose your educated clients? themselves okay good yeah, I like where I, you're going I, with that I do and I, and I prefer to list okay um that's and and hopefully um 
from start to finish, you know, within 45 days, it's listed okay. and sold. You know, if you price it right and stage right. it right. You know, listings give you leverage because sure. while you're busy doing other things, which could include but not be limited to taking care of your family, your children, parents, whatever, other agents are showing your listing. So right. they're working on your behalf. Right. Whereas with a buyer, it's 100%. You're either in it or you're out of it totally mm-hmm. at, at any moment in time. So with some buyers, like I have a closing on Friday, and I've worked with them for one year. Oh. Wow. Pretty intensely. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a relationship business. My business is about 90% repeat and referral. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was going to be a long process. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that because of the relationship sure. and the potential for referrals. But, sure. you know, it is an expensive house. It's almost $1.8 million. But if I take the amount of time that I've spent mm-hmm. and divide that by the income, you know, it's... It's like, what's think, your day rate? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One, one benefit to that is you, you learn a lot. You see a lot of houses, you learn areas. True. You know, it's a little bit of an education, That's too. absolutely correct, because you educate yourself on the market, and so all the time. And so that's a that's well, a. Well, if you're benefit. smart, yeah. If yes. you're always learning. Have you ever had somebody you worked with for a year, and they finally bought? No, I think Mr. That, Bloom doesn't put up with it. <laughs> I don't. I think the difference between um, everyone wanting to be a real estate is that for the public, they don't do their due diligence and find something that's really professional. So they may get somebody that's been in real estate for six months or not even a local and doesn't have any experience and has to rely on GPS to navigate the city, mm-hmm. but. For anyone that does real estate for a decade or more, you can easily call out the cream of the crop and run your clients through it, and then anything else is going to look inferior in comparison to it. The number one mistake most people make is just to rely on the pictures in the uh, internet and not to get in a car with a realtor and actually go experience the house in person. Totally. That can be a a big And to listen to the real estate agent's advice driving there you know we're going to look at this house because you really want to see it but here's the things that i want you to be cognizant of out the gate well mm-hmm. buyers are liars they end up buying exactly what they say that they, they don't, don't want. want that's true yep buyers are liars. buyers are, okay God, first thing play. you learn in the real world of real estate <laughs> is buyers are liars okay tell me okay. more okay well how about the buyer who says i'm going to pay cash and you write up the contract this is oh, years ago Lord. you get you get bitter and wise as uh-huh. time um you're like show me the cash show me, and I'll write now your i contract. say great show me a copy of your financial statement or your morgan Stanley right. or whatever it is mm-hmm. or you get ready to close and it says well the cash is coming from my aunt but she's not dead yet so oh, boy. that's not cash that's, that is that's not a, cash that's a, that's a dream and a mm-hmm. hope mm-hmm. <laughs> right or a lot of times so. they have you know they're planning on paying cash and the last minute it's like you know i think i'll finance mm-hmm. half of it and then you know, you've got the whole financing 45 days. Yeah, right. it's coming from a distribution or a stock sale or something, and then something goes haywire. And But, you know, one of the things you learn very quickly, hopefully, is to get real clear on asking the right questions. You know, this particular pr- transaction I just referenced, this is a second home for them. So the level of motivation in critical timeline Wasn't, isn't the same it would right. be if they were buying their primary residence. Right. And I knew that going in. Sure. But... Um, the key is to ask the right questions and figure out what the level of motivation is and say, you know, what what factors also could intervene that would prevent you from making this transaction right. happen? Because that's also a good question. Mm-hmm. Good to know. And so what's another thing you learn after a few years in this business? When buyers are liars. <laughs> I've never liked that term. And I, I don't really understand it so much. I mean, I, you think they well, might not just be clear and upfront with 
well, realistic think, expectations, which are different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, but I think where it stems from is I'll get a client that'll start off by saying, I don't want to see anything contemporary. Right. And then they yeah. buy a contemporary. So okay. maybe they're not right. liars, it's not necessarily, they just don't know yeah, what they, like, they they're want. They're all liars. Because, right. well, I mean, my do, contemporary isn't necessarily your contemporary. You know, I mean, it's all, right. there's nothing really But you, you get into except. situations where people play millionaire for a day, mm-hmm. or... The husband is only going to spend X, and the wife insists on. He's like, "We're I'm locked at three million, not going three one, three million. That's what I'm going to spend. It's all mm-hmm. cash. That's where I am." And the wife wants to see everything that's four, four point <laughs> five, right. five, thinking she can work him to right. come up to. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, well, you're not also, on the same page, right? right. And, I'm, and I'm, a lot of couples lot of aren't emotions. on the same page. It's right. really surprising how they're completely living in different universes. Universes yeah. but sleeping mm-hmm. in the same bed. I yeah. like to figure out who this, who the decision maker is. The right. decider. That's probably mm-hmm. real smart. I've spent yeah. a lot of time with um, women, mostly, um, that want to move. Right. And the husband's, you know, got his heels in the ground, but you know, it's. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. They're probably but, moving. But, but <laughs> it, it takes a while, though. A lot of convincing and yeah. time. But. Well, and that's another thing is you're dealing with something that's so personal with yeah. your buyers and your sellers. And I'm sure, like, you'll deal with a lot of sellers that are, like, you know, they probably lived in that home for 30 years. And they grew, mm-hmm. their kids grew up there. And so they're having an emotional attachment situation, you know. There's just a lot going on that I don't think people understand, like we're saying, so you want to be a realtor. Well, if you use a consultative approach, too, and you really listen to their needs, there's a saying that says they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. See, That's though, there interesting. You go. Mm-hmm. Look at Particularly you. Particularly if you have a situation like Lillian just described. You have a the wife wants to move. The husband's got his heels dug in. You sit down and just talk and just yeah. have a conversation. Right. You know, what are the fears? What are the anxieties? What are the whys? Why do you want to stay? Why do you want to move? And try to get everybody in alignment. Right. I love that, Ryan. So It's very sweet. We're unlicensed therapists. Yes. We are unlicensed right. therapists. And you painters know. and cleaners. And oh, sure. Home yeah. decorators <laughs> and oh, yes. pet wall color. Right. You know, you get into some crazy things. I had a couple uh, for, in West U that wanted to buy this $4 million house in Tanglewood. And we were ready to ride it and make it happen. And they went home and told their la- their their youngest son, the last one at home still, who was going to be a senior we're moving to Tanglewood and he went into such orbit. How dare you? You can't ask me to move. I'm not changing schools. It's okay. my senior. Ah, la, 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 la. So this sounds like a And they were problem. like, they could not control. This kid was like, I'll run away. I'm not putting up with it. So they didn't buy the house. And I was like, that was a lot of time I spent, mm-hmm. you know, doing my job as a professional. On the day to have it go away, just like if the whole moves. deal evaporated, just like poof. Mm-hmm. I've had that same thing happen. So now, in a situation like that, I'll say, is everybody in the family on board with this? Sure. Wish I'd asked that kids. question. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I had the same thing happen. Yeah. The way you and I were raised, you wouldn't have ever thought that. I didn't have an kid. opinion. No. no. I was not consulted. Not so much. No. I had the same thing. Last last year, uh, one, one of their kids went off to college. She went to A&M, but she had opportunities to go out of state. But she chose to stay nearby. Mm-hmm. So she could be near the parents and mm-hmm. they wanted to relocate to another state and mm-hmm. she flipped out so mm-hmm. they took it off the market mm-hmm. so there you yeah. go so what's if someone's thinking of making a career change what top three qualities does somebody have to have to be a successful top producing real estate agent patience okay 
I think they need to be an excellent listener, listener, and they have to be able to manage their money and their time very effectively. Okay. Because you can fall into a black hole in this industry very, very quickly, wasting time with with the wrong people. So if mm-hmm. you get a nice commission check, it doesn't go towards. Well, it goes first. You got to split it with your broker. Right. Then you pay your expenses. Right. And then you pay your taxes. Right. And. You but it, like you're saying, you could yeah. go through many months without a commission check or so weeks or whatever. I got like, my license in 1984. Okay. And I interviewed with Coldwell Banker at the time. And the guy says, where do you live? What do you drive? And how much money do you have in the bank? And he said, I'm asking this because I care about you and your success. Sure. Mm-hmm. You need to be prepared to go at least six months if not longer, with not one dollar of income. Interesting. What he was trying to do is manage my expectations. Sure. Not, not shoot down my, Confidence try to quell level, my, right. my, my drive or passion, but he says, I want you, I don't want to set you up for failure. Sure. And if someone is going into this and they're used to receiving a paycheck every two weeks, yes, it's a totally different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Um, and so what are some other qualities? Well, I think you have to learn to use your downtime and not go into off-the-clock mode. So when you don't have a client, you need to be out kind of exploring open houses and getting familiar with the inventory that's out there. So self-motivation is a key factor. Absolutely. And you have to be very organized. Interesting. You know, constantly on the computer, learning the inventory out on the streets, learning the neighborhoods that you're not familiar with. You don't want to be put on the spot where you're showing a neighborhood and somebody says, show me where the elementary school is and you don't even know the name of the elementary school much less how to find it so it's kind of a never-ending learning experience as a real estate agent to know all the areas you're like everything about the years like what would make it attractive for someone to live there well you have to sell houston so you get people in your car and sometimes we have beautiful days and sometimes it's you know not so beautiful very hot and unpleasant to show property but you you have to not just be a robot and go from house to house to house you have to show the parks get people into restaurants um maybe even get them out of the car and take them into buffalo bayou park and get them to understand you know why Houston's such a draw because we are a huge destination right now for people right. from all over. And like Neil mm-hmm. said very smartly, Houston's a feeling. Houston's a spirit. 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 And That's you've really got to spend some time here to kind of understand that, I feel like. Yes. And, and there are a lot of real estate agents deal with a lot of relocation people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes the husband has accepted this new job and the wife has a super bad attitude, doesn't want to move, to, doesn't want to leave where she is, doesn't yeah. want to move to Houston. <laughs> in general yeah and that's where re- like what you're talking about really comes into play because it's like you have west g you have tanglewood mm-hmm. you have the woodlands you have like yep. what's the best fit for, for well, people don't understand how massive houston is right. so they come here and it, it takes much longer than you expect to get oriented and when you are a relocation buyer typically you many times you get one trip in 72 hours mm-hmm. and i'll get a call from somebody saying i want to see the woodlands you know katie and sugarland wow. and the core of the city which is impossible right mm-hmm. that takes I don't know if I've been to Sugarland in a long time. And then there's representing sellers. You right. know, sellers have a huge list of expectations and so forth. Sure. And when you're showing a house, you it is your job to know every material. If somebody says, "Is this kitchen counter? What's what's this made of?" Right. Well, you better know. Right. And it'll shock you how many don't. Mm-hmm. But that's your job is to be able to represent that property and answer every question about it honestly. Right. Honestly and intelligently. So there's just all this information going through. But you know, I just, you can't, when a real estate agents start ad-libbing 
as they go mm-hmm. and all that. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That, this that, isn't that's something you not. can be your And real through. estate agents quickly learn within their brokerages and within the other brokerages who the legit agents are that mm-hmm. are in their right mind, that are professional, that mm-hmm. are responsive, that are going to help you mm-hmm. get to that closing table and which ones aren't. It's really eye-opening so time management is a huge portion of the it program is. you have to be a yeah. self-motivator well because no. right yeah. right you have to learn how to say no because you've got to have some time off there's a you've fine gotta line. love people too yeah. i mean that's probably yeah. the most important thing there's a yeah. fine line between providing exemplary service and being a doormat sure you know, they'll call it's eight o'clock on a saturday night saying well i've lost my house key can you come unlock my door for me i'm like no because i'm at the symphony right well i just can't believe that you're not going to come unlock my house i said well call a locksmith right like what well that costs money i said "Mm, it does and guess what (laughs) last time i locked myself out of the house and had to pay a locksmith i learned a lesson right and the (laughs) the money i spent to be in the seat in the opera is money too right exactly right you really i I feel like customer i don't know i guess you'll call them client you have to be able to learn to be authentic and transparent with the seller and the buyer and not be afraid to tell them the truth sure you know there's a tendency i think to want to please them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know it's kind of like the saying parenting is not about pleasing they didn't hire us to make them feel good they hire us to do a job sure there's an appropriate way to communicate but learning to be able to stand up to the client and tell them what they need to hear right is really and i'm sure they'll thank you later they will you know like because yeah. y'all are looking out for all sorts of things with your clients resale value and all not that flooding and not mm-hmm. flooding well, those are some very key tips in case anyone wants to jump into real estate. It's a fun business. It sounds like fun, but you've, it sounds it. like a lot of work. You know, the, one of the, the greatest things about it is the incredible relationships that you make with That's people. I've sweet. become really close friends with many clients and other agents over the years. Something else I think we should point out is you have to work on Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, ma'am. That's your busiest. Friday days. at 5 o'clock is not it's just starting, closing It's time. about to start. Right. Right. Another thing, too, that people, I tell people that want to get into the real estate business, I say, if you think your friends are going to help you, you're wrong. Your closest friends, when they list their house, it will probably not be with you. Your closest <coughs> friends, when they're looking to buy a house, it will probably not be with you. And one of the reasons is it's such a personal thing. Real and there's a personal. lot of financial information that, you know, you're really in somebody's beeswax at right. that point. And some people want to keep it really professional, you know, and just not have that going on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, we probably know, Lauren and I together probably know 200 realtors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, and some of them are really close friends and some of them are acquaintances and some are Lauren's mom's best friends and some are, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's like Wade Knight sold me my first house, love him to bits, but like, that's because I met him through a friend and I was kind of new to Houston and like, you know, I mean, it's just like we all know mm-hmm. a lot of realtors. So it's like, and it sounds like y'all have a grasp on your clients and your, you know, like, you know who your client is and you know who it isn't, I guess. So th- it seems like there's room for everybody. We have areas of expertise. Too. Sure. We know every sure. single house. Like, you know, Mike's saying he sold, you know, almost every house on Willard's Way in Tanglewood. You know, sure. So it's, you know, you, you have an area that, that you know mm-hmm. and uh, you're the best and sometimes sold the house twice. Right. Sometimes three mm-hmm. times. So that's um, cool. You know, it, and, and I think someone feels confident with someone that really knows the schools, where totally. the boundary is. This house goes to this school and you know, the next door house could go to a different middle school. You right. know, so it's mm-hmm. a lot to know. And it's well it, it's and good to know one area. There's your playbook on how to be a realtor. There it is. 
It's been so fun, y'all. It has Thank been. I really want to express our gratitude to to Lillian uh, Roberts Newman. Yes. <laughs> Thank y'all. And Mike Bloom and Ryan McNeil, Carnan Properties, the best in the business. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.